Welcome to Get Inspired, the podcast by Go Hard for God Daily. This is where we display the life of believers. We share and teach the gospel with practical living. We be real, we be honest, and we be open. And encourage you to be the authentic version of you that God created. Welcome to Get Inspired. Now let's get into the episode for today. What's going on, everybody? My name is Kirby Love. I'm CEO, founder, Go Hard for God Daily, and welcome back to another episode of Get Inspired. We are on season number four, and no better way to kick it off with relationships. So today, you know how we like to do here. We get right into what we're going to be talking about, right into our guests. If you've been following, a frequent follower, you've been here for a while, you know how we roll. So without further ado, should I do without further ado? I don't know. We're just going to roll with that. All right. So we're here, and I want to introduce you guys to some very, very special uh, guests that we have here. And I know some people are like, every guest is a special guest. Yeah, every guest is a special guest. All right. But this is really, really special because we're going to talk about some things about relationship um, and how to deal with a lot of other things. I don't want to give you too much before we get into the whole spiel of all the coffee that we're going to be um, endeavoring in right here. But I want to introduce you guys to DJ and Destiny from Tennessee. 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 How are you guys doing today? Man, we're doing good. Yeah, doing really good. good. All right. So... Um, We've had a conversation before uh, on just a call before everything kind of transpires. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to kind of go down the journey that you guys are on right now. But first, we want to start off with the coming to Christ story. So the coming to Christ story is something that we always give our guests um, the opportunity to share with other people on how they you know, came to Christ. What was that story like? Where were you? Where were you? What was the first encounter like? And then, how did you get from that point to where you are now? So, who would like to go first? Big go D, first? you want to go? go? I'll go yeah, first. Big D. I'll go first. So my um, my coming to Christ story. So uh, I grew up in church, going to church, but I didn't really know God for real. Uh, so it wasn't until I was in college where I really experienced God for myself. Um, I was trapped in a, a lifestyle of sin. Um, Smoking weed, sex, drugs—you know, getting in trouble in school. I almost got kicked out of, kicked out of college. Yeah. Um. So man, my life was really work, uh, really rough. Like I said, I was consumed by sin. That's all I really knew. Um. And I've always been like a, a strong, disciplined, strong-willed person. So I thought I could come out of it on my own. Mm-hmm. It was one of those situations where I thought I could bring myself out of it, but uh, I was so in too deep that I couldn't. So I had to go back to what I knew. So because, like, the scripture says, train up a child in a way that he should go. Yeah. So that when he grows, oh, he won't depart from it. So that's that's my story. Yeah. Because, you know, uh, going to church when I was young with my parents and my grandmother, um, just having certain things deposited into me at a young age, I was able to, like, turn back to that. So that's, that's how I was able to turn back to God. Uh, so, yeah, that's my story. So uh, I just knew that, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't bring myself out of the situations that I was in. Like I said, just... A lifestyle of addiction, mm-hmm. uh, sin, um, just so many, you name it, so many different things. Yeah. Um, so that was, that's my story, man. I started, uh, I, I went on a fast, so that's kind of what changed it for me. I went on a, it was a long fast, I went on a fast, but I was able to break, break some strongholds, some things that I was uh, struggling with and dealing with. Yeah. And ever since then, it's just been a progressing journey. I'm not perfect by any means, but I'm, I'm growing, I'm getting better every day. That's good. So that's where I first, you know, really was able to experience God for myself and get to know him for myself when I was in college. Yeah, that's good. So it happened when you was in college. Yeah. Okay, so you mentioned just kind of background of things, but one of the key backgrounds that I like to highlight um, in Coming to Christ stories, because I hear this a lot, is people talking about the early encounters or the early upbringings and things like that. So grandmother had an instrumental part in just giving you a little foundation. So when you did get older, you knew a starting place where you can go back to. Mm-hmm. And I think that was one of the key moments um, that you just mentioned right there, along with everything else. But it's phenomenal to be able to come out of those things. So I want to talk a little bit more about that, but I'm going to give Destiny an opportunity to talk about her coming to Christ story. Right. Yeah. Mine's a little different than his. You know, I didn't really grow up in the church. 
Um, I mean, we were like Christians, uh, like my mom believed in God. She taught us how to pray, different things like that, but she was a single mother, so she worked all the time. So we went to church every now and then with uh, my sister's grandmother, which is kind of like my grandmother too. But um, yeah, so growing up, I didn't have my dad, so that caused me to have daddy issues that I never knew that I had mm -hmm. until God told me, like, yeah, you got issues. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, so since I didn't have my father, I resorted to men. So, like, I was, you know, obviously having sex, just just doing anything to keep them around. Like, they'll talk to me crazy. I mean, I could barely get them to buy me a McDonald's sandwich, literally, yeah. and I'm giving my body. But um, just whatever, you know, just whatever to keep them around. And, like, I got to a stage, <clears throat> I got to a stage where, like, I really, like, hated myself. Like, I wasn't suicidal or anything. I just looked in the mirror and hated who I saw because I'm like, how can you let somebody do you like that? Yeah. Like, how can you let yeah. somebody disrespect you like that? But I knew that I craved men, and I didn't know how to stop. Mm. So I was, like, lost inside my own body. And so one day I was a sophomore sitting on my bed in college, my dorm room, a little bitty small box. Yeah. Room, literally. They are small. And, um... <laughs> I was texting, you know, this guy trying to hang out or whatever. And um, I remember him telling me, like, no, I got a girlfriend. And I was like, you cuffed her, but you didn't want to cuff me. Mm -hmm. So it kind of made me feel unworthy. Like, what's wrong with me and things like that. And I remember just feeling so sad. And the Lord just, like, touched me. I can't even, like, explain it. It was just, like, a spiritual touch. And from that day forward, like, I began to change. Like, I started going to church. Um, I stopped having sex. Mm -hmm. I mean, I wasn't on a journey of waiting until marriage at that point, mm -hmm. but I was like, let me let me fast from it. Let me yeah. give it a break. Yeah. And I just started like seeking His Word and stuff like that. And He just began to just move in me, change me. He helped me to uh, forgive myself. He helped me to forgive the guys. Um, and we just began to build such a beautiful, intimate father and daughter relationship. Yeah. So that love that I was seeking from my dad, he gave to me. I think that's a, that's a powerful testimony, powerful story. Um, one of the key things for anybody, no matter, I don't want to just say for believers, I, I think this goes for anybody, mm -hmm. but especially for believers is to start understanding value. Mm -hmm. When you don't have a value system, when you don't understand the worth that you are and the price that has been paid for you, mm -hmm. then you can never really grasp the concept or the fullness of who you really are and how much you're able to impact the world because you're trying to constantly receive mm -hmm. from so many different entities. And the moment you start realizing and understanding value mm -hmm. is the moment where, like, the whole mindset shifts about what you're able to do and what you're going to do. Mm -hmm. And I think um, as as you start understanding value, because that's one of the things you, you mentioned as, you know, I stopped doing these things. I stopped doing that. I stopped doing that. And even for, like, just understanding your, your body. And we that's a whole other conversation. We can go into that. But when you start understanding that, like, if I give myself away, that's either a strong piece of me mm -hmm. or all of me. Yeah. You know, and for male and female, usually males don't really see it that way. Uh, but for male and female, that's a strong piece to give away and, it, and you can never get it back. Mm -hmm. Right. Because now you deal you deal with the mental side of things. So even when you start transitioning, so we start coming to Christ, there's a part that says, well, I've done this, I've done this. But the good thing about the good news is that it's like we don't remember that. Yeah. Here's a new you. Here's a new start. And we're going to kick it off from right here. So I love that about uh, both of you guys' story. So uh, powerful, powerful testimony. So we're going to take a break right here. And after the break, we're going to get into some more things that I know you guys are excited to talk about. Okay. <laughs>
Hey, what's going on, family? Just want to let you guys know that we have a few ways that you guys can give and sow into Go Hard for God Daily. One of those ways is going to our website, www.ghfgd.com. You can hit that Give tab, and it allows you to give right there to sow into Go Hard for God Daily. Another way that you can give or sow into us is by purchasing some merch. So if you see something that you like while you're on the website, make sure you go ahead and grab it. That's another way that you can sow into us to help us to continue the mission and what we're doing right here at Go Hard for God Daily. Thank you guys so much for giving and sowing for all that you've done thus far. We appreciate you. We love you guys. Let's get back to this episode. All right, so we're back. And as you guys talked about your coming to Christ story, one of the things you mentioned was about college. So college was a place. What college did you go to? Both of you guys are done with school. Yeah. You plan on going back to school? Nah. No, okay. Cause I I know some people who are like, they get the bachelor's and they get the master's and they get the doctors, then they get the doctors, doctors. Mm -hmm. Um, I know, you know, they just love school. So I just try to see if you love school like that or not. No, we done. You done? Four years, good. Four and a half for me. Oh, done. So, which which college did you go to? MTSU. MTSU. Tennessee State University. Yeah. Bless your heart. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, um, is that where you guys met at? Mm -hmm. At MTSU. Okay. What what was that? What was that like? How did how did that start? You know the the conversation because you okay. So, you gave background on how you grew up. You talked about you know your father situation. And you talked about a whole nother situation that you had with two different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. How, how was that bringing that together? What was the first conversation like? And then let's let's navigate until the point where you are now. Okay. okay. Um, so I feel like you probably can tell it better than I can, but yeah. I felt like when we, when we both met, we was both kind of in a in a dark season still. Yeah. So that's kind of how we both uh, we met each other. Actually, we met in a class. We had a class together. Except, uh, it was in self defense. Yeah, it was self defense. Y'all was fighting. Yeah, yeah. We, had box, we had a boxing gloves and okay, everything. Okay, all right, cool. Yeah, so we met in self defense, and like I said, we was both in a season where we were still, you know, going through our different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, still learning, growing, and figuring out who we are in Christ. Yeah. So we had we hadn't even got to a point yet of really like talking to God about talking about God to each other. Yeah, no. Uh, you know, we were still we were still living how we wanted to live. Yeah. At that, yeah. At that point in time. Okay. Yeah. So. um you in fitness class? Were y'all like wrestling each other? No. no so, yeah, go ahead. So, my bad. Mm-hmm. so um, we originally had different partners, okay. and um, it, yeah, it wasn't like wrestling. It was like you know your your boxing jab, jab cross hook stuff. Um, but anyways, it was like one particular day where our partners weren't there, mm-hmm. and literally everyone else's partners were there except for ours. So it was like, hey, you want to partner up? So. Yeah, that's how it started. So yeah, that's how we first started, like you know, having a conversation and stuff, because we was was having to be partners that particular day. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So so after that, you just said, "Well, we just gonna stay partners." Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't really like. Yeah. My partner. Her partner was a old. She was an older lady. I don't know how she was and in college, but she was about. She had to be about seventy. And she. Yeah. Should I say that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, go ahead, tell her. How she. Yeah. <laughs> well, she we just she just had certain. She had a, yeah. she had some type of disability, yeah. so it made it hard for I her to you know what I'm saying. Mean, but it made it hard I get for her it. to do what I she wanted it. to do. Yeah. So you so, was trying to really learn. Yeah, and she couldn't like kick do the certain yeah. kicks, and I'm like, you affect my grade, like because it's like your partner affects your grade. If they can't do certain moves, it affects your grade. So I was like, Jesus help me out. I, okay. So <laughs> this was a this was a class a part of. School. Mm-hmm. It was like an elective, yeah. Oh, okay, 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 cool. So now, once you got okay, you you become partners, and the conversation just kind of transitions from there. After after outside of fitness class and things like that. So how how did you start merging? Let's just say let's get to the point of how do you start merging two backgrounds to start saying okay this could be a a thing that we could do for forever for a long term like how did how what was the connection like after that was there a connection before and you were just like i see her over there 
I wish she was my partner, <laughs> you know, or it was like, hey, this is divine thing that happened. Mm. We meet and then conversation continues after that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be honest, it wasn't nobody but God, bro. Yeah. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. No, the fact that we together, it's, it's a God thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um. So, yeah, um, it didn't happen like right away. Um. So you want to you wanna tell or you want me to tell um, I could, I'll do a little bit and then I'll let you do a little bit. Okay, so it, it didn't happen right away. So it was like years years later when we first like kind of connected spiritually. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's really like what really drew me to her is her like her spiritual, because I was growing spiritually at the same time. So, mm -hmm. and it's, it's hard to find like females that's really, you know, that got good morals, that, you know, that love God. So that's, that's what really drew me to her. Uh, so that one, that was like years after the class. So we was friends for a while. Four she years. Yeah. Y'all was friends for four years? Mm -hmm. So y'all were done with school? Yeah. Well, hold on. Y'all still. I, it was, it was, I don't think it was four years. Was it? It, it was. was like it was four? like my sophomore year when we had that class together. No, we were friends for like four years. We didn't start dating until twenty two thousand twenty two, and we met in twenty eighteen. I guess it was four years. <laughs> <laughs> so, four so years. you just said something here. So you were you had started to pursue God. During the class, while you was going mm -hmm. through the class, or after the class? After the class, yeah. After the class. During so the class, I was still doing my own thing. Still doing your own thing. You were still doing your own thing in the class, or you had just kind of started to, you know what I'm finna? I started to. I was like a baby Christian. Okay. You know how that go. <laughs> okay. I slipped into the world. Yeah. Then you ain't got another day. So right. Like right. So what I'm looking at is like how the the... The connection happened at one point and where the the spiritual connection began to happen okay because if you were there first mm -hmm. and you say okay you know you still kind of in and out baby christian you kind of still doing what you know hey i'm here whatever what was it that she did or she said or that she spoke that was like okay this there's something different right here. She she loved God, or she's about God, or she's pursuing God. Mm -hmm. And was there anything between the both of you, like that you seen in him, or that he said? It's like, okay, it looks like we're trying to pursue the same thing. Like, mm -hmm. what was that like? Um, I think for me, I saw him change spiritually. Like he used to curse a lot and stuff. <laughs> I mean, I did too, but you know, I, I did too. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw like that change. He stopped smoking weed, mm -hmm. and I was like, well, you know. He is, he's like really changing and growing more into his faith. Um, and I remember one time I was talking to him about fasting and I was like, I think I want to do, you know, um, a, a three day water fast. I was like, but I'm kind of scared. I don't want to get sick and stuff like that. And he was like, well, I've done it. I was like, he's like, it's okay. It's, it's a very, uh, you know, really good thing. You can get really close to God. And I was like, wow, he's fasting before. That's mm. interesting. That's good. So all that stuff kind of like really drew me to him. Mm -hmm. So, and fasting was something, was it something that you did all the time or, or you just started? Because you said the fast was the thing that really kind of broke, mm -hmm. you know, some of your old habits, your old ways and started the transition. So yeah. did, did you start fasting more periodically because you seen the impact that it had? Mm -hmm. Like, how, how did that happen for you? Yeah, so before, I, I had never really, like, fasted before. So, uh, like I said, I was in, a, like, a tough spot in my life. So I said, I got to I gotta do something. I got to try something. So yeah. So I was like, let me, let me really try God for real. So I, mm -hmm. I fasted. And uh, yeah, now it's something that I, I try to, we both fast a lot. So, yeah, it's now yeah. something that I really know that it, I have to make it a point of emphasis to do because uh, fasting is really, like, a life-changing experience, man. Uh, yeah. For anybody that's never fasted for real, um, it's, it's something that can really change your life. You know, it's like a very uh, intimate experience with God. Mm -hmm. It really draws you closer to Him in a in a way that you never really thought. You may not have thought that you could get that close to God, but you know, fasting can really draw you closer to Him. So, it's something that's very uh, important to me and also our relationship. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Um, I want to transition a little bit into the relationship side because you were dating for what for. Um, so you were seeing, you was talking for about three or four years. Let me just, let me just clear it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Somebody got to tell the story. We need to go back to self defense class. So it started with, okay, I liked him a little bit. Okay. <laughs> so at first I was like, mm, nah, I'm good. But then again, once we started talking, I was like, I like his vibe. So I started to like him. 
and I was I was pushy back then because I still had daddy issues. So I was mm-hmm. I was the um, the seeker. I was the hunter. Um, so I was like, you know, when are we gonna make brownies? I'm gonna I'm gonna come over and make brownies. Yeah. And he didn't like that. Like he didn't like that I was the aggressor and stuff like. So it was months before he even agreed to it. And anyway, so we made brownies and we were, we were just chilling, whatever, whatever. And after that, I feel like we just kind of started to. I, we was friends in my head, but I don't know if we was friends on his end. Yeah, we, we was friends. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah, we was friends. <laughs> yeah, but like she said, uh, at first, that she liked me at first. I didn't really like her. as I didn't like her like she liked me. Yeah. So that's something like that grew over time. Like I said, it was really like her spiritual growth. And I started to see how she walked, you know what I'm saying, her obedience to God. And it was something that was real. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't fake. And like I said, it's hard to find it in a in a woman. So it's always something that I always wanted a godly woman. Yeah. So, you know, that's what really like drew I think that's something that really drew us together. So you seen him grow. Mm-hmm. You know, he's changing and you like, okay, he really he really about that life. Yeah. All right. And then from there you started getting even more interested. In, in him because you was, you was a little bit interested you didn't know he really liked you like that yeah. well he said he he, he wasn't really like that yeah. but <laughs> but so so let's just move forward into more into where you just fast forward into how you get to the place now like okay. with your brownie stories and all of that okay so um back to like the little jab cross hook is what i call it self-defense class after we linked up for brownies uh, we became cool friends okay. and we were friends for like, you know, like I said, four years, but the first two years we were like, eh, rocky, you know, there were some seasons where we didn't talk and then mm-hmm. we would end up having a class together and we were like, time, Oh, Hey, what's up? Every time I'd be like, there she go again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then boom, we you couldn't up. get away from him. We couldn't. Then we was friends again. And it was, it was like a cycle of that. We would, we would stop talking. Yeah. We would have a class. We would start back talking. Yeah. So after two years or whatever we were friends um it was a point where i was gonna cut him off as a friend because it was like one day i was stranded or something i was calling him and he just made me mad for some reason i was like you know what i don't want to be friends with you no more and god knew and it's like after that i don't know what the lord spoken to him or did to him but he was an amazing friend after that so <laughs> wow. the last thing so yes. you had you had to get cut off to get right Basically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the last two years of our friendship, mm-hmm. which was year three and four. Yeah, great. And then year four, we started to like each other. Mm-hmm. Year four, we were. That's when it became mutual. Yeah, and that's when we were on our spiritual growth on year okay. four. Okay, okay. Yeah. Now I'm tracking. Yeah. Now I'm tracking. So, but this, so it seems like a, a really, um, I mean, as you mentioned, you said it had it was a God thing, but I, I it seems like a very intentional journey mm-hmm. right not perfect which is most of our story yeah it's not perfect journey it's not everything was right and then hey we happily married no everything don't always happen like that but i love the fact that um there was some sides that you were kind of able to see right it was like maybe there was some inconsistencies here or maybe there, you know but those are the things that are necessary in relationships in order for you to be able to like really gauge where somebody is. Mm-hmm. If somebody is perfect 24-7, I ain't saying that they can't be like always uppity, but yeah. dude, you, right. yeah, something ain't right. <laughs> yeah. Something ain't right. There's some type of motive, at least my this is my opinion. Mm-hmm. I believe there's some type of other motive if somebody's just always right and gullible at, at all times. But I think, like you said, you was about to get ready to cut out. Did you know you was about to get cut off? I had a feeling yeah. because she, was, yeah, she, she had never been like that before. Yeah. So I felt like I, felt, I had a feeling something was going on. Yeah. She, she was shortchanging you. Yeah. She yeah. was real short with me. Yeah. Uh, what's crazy is texting back slow. Oh uh, yeah, I was, I was dull. <laughs> what's crazy is God told me to tell him how I was feeling. Mm. The third, the third time that he texted me actually, and I was like, okay, God, I'll tell him. And I was like, look, this is what it is. You made me feel this way. Blah blah blah. He said, well, I apologize for making you feel that way. And I was like, okay, we're good. Yeah. And then we're friends again. <laughs> that's, that's good. Mm-hmm. So so what were what was your, did you feel like you could start being open with her about certain things? Like how was 
your background communicated to her to bring forth to to have like a, a mutual understanding of where each other were because backgrounds matter because if you i feel like if you understand somebody's background if you understand there's a difference between being told mm -hmm. something and still don't understand it but if you understand someone's background yeah. i feel like you learn how to not just love them but treat them a way so that they don't experience or have to experience that same thing yeah. so one of her background that she mentioned was about her father mm. and were you able to communicate that with him and if so were you able to receive that in a certain way just having two different backgrounds and say you know what well i'm not i don't want to be the absent man that maybe she is looking for and not that you're trying to replace her father because you can't mm -hmm. but how how did that look how was that communicated between backgrounds to help you grow and having that mutual understanding with one another and just learning how to do learning how to just do life with each other yeah well actually when we started dating um overall i was really healed from my daddy issues mm -hmm. uh god took me in he took me to an isolation season mm -hmm. yeah. so no friends no dudes just me and, and the lord and in that season he showed me all the issues that i had all the burdens that i had um strongholds mm -hmm. and i began he began to just like purge them you know purge them from my spirit so when i got with him i didn't i wanted him but i, I didn't need his attention yeah i didn't okay. need his validation good you know good. i didn't need his love to feel like I'm, I'm i'm somebody or something so and I feel like the Lord took me through that isolation season because had had I had those issues when I met him, mm -hmm. I mean, I would have, you know, tried to get all that from him. I would have looked to him as my father. So, but he, he would ask me a lot of times, like he would ask certain questions trying to see if I still had daddy issues. And yeah. I'm like, can you just ask what you want to ask? Yeah, cause I know, like, I know growing, <laughs> up, growing up, I was fortunate and blessed, blessed enough to uh, have my father in my life. And I know that. I understand that growing up without a father, that can be, uh, yeah. you know, that's a traumatic experience because yeah. you know, your father can, you know, give you so much, yeah. teach you so much, you know, the love that your father, especially for a woman. So that's something that, you know, early on in our relationship, we really, like, uh, made a point of emphasis to really, like, emphasize. I wanted to, like, give her that love that she needed as a woman, too, mm -hmm. because I know she didn't grow up, you know, around her father. So, yeah, that was something that was important early in our relationship, you know, just her struggles, my struggles, you know, something that's, that's something that we had to work through and communicate yeah. with each other about. Yeah. That's good. Well, I'm glad that you were able to kind of see that through and continue to grow. So we're going to dive a little bit more into some other things after this break. Okay. Hey, family, just want to let you know real quickly, uh, a couple of ways that you can follow us is on TikTok. You can follow us on Instagram or you can subscribe to our channel on YouTube. If this is your first time, hey, let us know it's your first time. Like a video, comment on a video, share a video, whatever that looks like for you. But follow us on all platforms at Go Hard For God Daily. That's at Go Hard For God Daily on TikTok, Instagram and YouTube. Right. Let's get back to this episode. All right, so the, the next thing I want to get into is how difficult is it to be young in college and trying to follow Jesus? How, how difficult, how, how is that like? What was your experience like in that? Okay, you want to go first? It can be, I'm, I'm going to be honest, it can be hard. Right. It can be very difficult, especially when everybody around you still doing the things that you're trying to get away from. Mm -hmm. yeah. So you, uh, you know, your circle is still the same people until you, you know, progress, you know, you slowly start to separate yourself from people. But at first, uh, especially it can be difficult. Um, mm -hmm. Just trying to learn, learn obedience. That's for me, that's, that's one of the things that I, I really admired about her was her obedience. That's something that I struggled with. Mm -hmm. I was, it was hard because I'm not a, I was telling her the other day, I'm not an easy person. Yeah. So it's hard for me to to <laughs> submit and be easy and to uh to obey. Yeah. So that's something that uh that I really struggled with and wrestled God with for a while was obedience. Uh so uh to really walk with God for real takes uh submission and obedience mm, to truly good. do it. So that's uh you know, navigating that through college, that was that's something that I would I would be in and out, in and out for a little while. Mm -hmm. So that you know, I understand that's that's a part of the, the journey. Yeah. But um yeah, for me that was my experience. It can it can be difficult, but it's doable. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, college is sin city. It is the devil's playground because, like, when you go there, everybody want to drink. They want to party. Yeah. They want to smoke weed. They want to yeah. have sex. And if you're not really doing these things, it's like, what you doing? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you're lame, you know? Like, so just trying to follow Christ, like, they might believe in God, but they don't care for Bible studies. Yeah. They don't care to, to sit with you and miss a party to pray, you know? So if you're, if you're doing these things, you, you kind of get looked at as, um, that she's the, the Jesus freak or, yeah. you know, whatever. Nobody want to talk to you because you... Right. We know you over there. You know, you get those little slide coming in. We know you want to go do your, um, your Bible, Bible thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's like also with even trying to date and be in college and live for the Lord, they're not waiting. They are not waiting for sex. They're, I mean... So it's like you'll kind of be a little a little loner. Yeah. And like I said, all your friends are doing these things. So it's like, how will you really have a true friendship uh, with them if they're doing things that you don't want to do? Mm. Um, that's just like, I, I've lost a lot of friends. Uh, one of my best friends actually, like, I mean, it still hurts to this day that we're not friends. Like, mm. and I was thinking about this the other day and I was like, God, man, I, I was, well, not man, but like, I was like, God, yeah. I just wish... <laughs> That it could have been another way. Because, yeah. like, we had a bond that sometimes I don't know if I'll ever find again, you know? And But <clears throat> the Lord told me we were going to stop being friends before we stopped being friends. And, you know, so there, there would be times where, you know, me and her and some of my other friends, we would all hang out and, you know, they're hot boxing, they're smoking. I'm like, well, I don't want to smoke. I'm finna get out the car. And it's all like, man, come on now. You, you lame. You lame. Yeah. And... It's funny to them, but to you it hurts because mm. it's like, man, I'm, I'm just trying to follow Jesus. You yeah. know, I'm just trying to live life right. So when you're trying to follow Jesus, like mentally it's hard too because yeah. it's like, well, what do I do, God? You know, do I choose you or do I choose them mm. for now? Do yeah. I and I can see that being difficult being young mm-hmm. in college, you know. Like it's different if you're about 28. I mean, some folks 28 still be having problems. But yeah. <clears throat> if you're 21, 22 you know, 18, 19, and you're in college, especially when you just getting freedom. Mm-hmm. You get that level of freedom where you ain't at home no more. You, you know, you basically have to be responsible for all of your actions now. Yeah. At one point, you had a little covering. Mama can say you sometime and say, hey, well, tomorrow you ain't going out or something like that. But at this point, you're quote unquote free. Mm-hmm. Right? That, was me. that was me. I wild up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and I, I think. And I think, um, and I'm glad that you guys have been open and honest about the experience because this is what a lot of college kids are dealing with. Yeah. They're they're experiencing being young, being free, and oftentimes you hear the, well, you only live once, so you need to live your best life while you're young and things like that, when really, you really, to tell you the truth, you don't know how old or how young you are. Yeah. People say you have until you're 60 or you have until you're 40. You may have until tomorrow. Yeah. And that's it. And that's the reality that a lot of people, especially our college kids, young kids, need to have when it comes to getting their life together and starting to follow Jesus. Uh So while you're in college, you're losing friends, you know, and those friendships, like you said, can hurt to lose them. Mm -hmm. But but. When you weigh your options, it's like, well, which way would I rather go? Mm-hmm. Would I rather choose this friend who's willing to live for the world continually? Yeah. Or do I want to make the sacrifice to break that off and follow Jesus? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was kind of my situation. I never knew uh, I, I never knew that following Christ would cost so much. Mm-hmm. Yes. I never knew that. It's, <laughs> nobody ever told me that. I had to experience that for myself. Mm-hmm. So I had to, like I said, it takes submission. You got you to gotta give up stuff. I had to stop listening to YB and Dirt. And people, <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got to stop doing certain things. Uh, you got to stop being around certain people. So that's, like, it, it costs a lot. And people don't really understand that, like, you can be a fan of Christ, but if you really want to be a follower of Christ, it's going to take some. You got to you gotta give up some stuff. Ooh, that's, that's so real. good. Fan that's real. Follower. Come on, say Let's that again. You can be a fan of Christ. But you need to be a follower. Man, yeah. come on. We're going to put that a, on a shirt. Being a, being a follower is not easy. Yeah. Nah. That's why I said we got to take up our cross and follow him. Yeah. The cross can be heavy. 
Absolutely, absolutely, and and losing things come with following Christ. Yeah. And that's what we heard in the gospel as Jesus was going places. That people who had to lose some things when they followed him. Yeah. But it wasn't that they wasn't gaining something greater. Mm-hmm. I think that's the perspective that we need to have. So when you when you talk to college other college students or other college kids where you are. As you so as you start living for God and you're praying and stuff like that, what is the what is the first response? If you ask them a question like, "Hey, do you want to start doing Bible study with me, or you want to go pray with me?" What what's typically their first response? Um, well, I never really asked about that, but mm-hmm. like, uh, I would just talk about different things that I was doing. Like, mm-hmm. um, like it was one morning I was finna go to church, mm-hmm. and. Uh, my my best friend at the time, you know, she she didn't want to go with me. Like a lot of my friends didn't want to go with me, and I would ask them like, "Hey, y'all want to go to church with me?" Yeah. And they was like, "Nah, we good." And it was like one time they went and they were just acting a fool. The dudes were, you know, yeah. talking about everybody in the choir. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, God, I'm just trying to get your word. I don't want to hear all this. <laughs> yeah. So, but I still, you know, was trying to invite them afterwards, but they just didn't want to go. And one of my friends were like, um, you know, I don't really want to go to church because I feel I feel bad when I go. Mm. And I was like, well, you know, it's that's a God thing. That's um, what's the word? That's conviction, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I was like, I, I feel bad too, you know. But it's just conviction. It's the Lord speaking to you, trying to get you to come home. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, but yeah. So like I said, that was difficult being the only person in your friend group that want to go to church every Sunday, despite the weather, you know. Um, so like I said following Christ like he said um, that cross is heavy you're going to lose people but it's worth it and I feel like when you're in college you kind of you don't want to follow Christ because you think you're not going to have no more fun. Mm. That's what a lot of college kids yeah. is like. The misconception. Yeah, yeah. It's like but I promise you when you follow Jesus you have the time of your life. Yeah. Like I, I still have a good time. You know just because I don't want to get drunk doesn't mean that I can't have a glass of wine. Mm-hmm. I can't have a little margarita, you know, but I'm not going to go overboard with it. Um, honestly, there's there's no fun again drunk. You can't remember stuff. You might do something that you will regret tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You're going to throw up. I mean, where's, how's that fun? Absolutely. So I feel like the world has tricked young people to thinking that sin is fun, mm-hmm. and it's not. Um, but like I said, once you follow Christ, he shows you what fun truly is. Mm-hmm. He shows you what, how to really live life yeah. abundantly, you know, versus living it um, the way that the world told you that you're, you're supposed to live it. Okay. Yeah, I think uh, the, best, the best way to approach people is with uh, just allowing them to know that we're not that much different. Yeah. Like the things you're doing right now, that was me at one point, too. And just pointing, you know, just pointing the guy and saying, like, he... This is God. God changed my life. Yeah. It's not anything that I did in my own strength, my own power. I was doing the same thing you was doing, probably even even more than what you was doing. Right. Yeah. So just coming to them in that place of kind of like you know relate relatability in a yeah. way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a good place, a good point that you were making right there about you know just telling people like, look, man, we're we're not too much of a difference, right? Mm-hmm. And I think the the context of that is. You're doing this, and I was once there before, like you mentioned. I, I've been there before, but you can change, right? Yeah. I think it's important to be able to meet people where they are. And as young people, you know how to be relatable with them, mm-hmm. right? And I think sometimes for just where we are, it just depends on where you are anyway, it's harder for older people to reach younger people. Yeah. So it's important for us. I ain't, well, I ain't going to say us because I'm not old. <laughs> but uh, it's important for, I think, older people to be able to have conversation with younger adults you know like yourselves who are younger uh, or who were in college or are in college to say hey what are the people like what are the kids like now what do they need right now so i think what you've been able to just recently experience that how long you've been out of college now about a year mm, like two years two years yeah. right so you're still kind of fresh on what's the talk right now how to what's the you know it's no cap is a Man. <laughs> is the new you know we weren't saying that when I was yeah. in college and when I was in high school so but you understand where they are right now how they communicate right now and you're 
not necessarily having to do what they do to get them, yeah. but you know how to enter into their environment because you understand them, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's a, a really good thing. So uh, with that, I want to transition a little bit into uh, marriage because you guys are married now, mm-hmm. right? So we went through all of your, your college drama. Y'all <laughs> were fighting each other. You know, y'all mm-hmm. weren't really fighting each other. But in your fitness class and things like that, and you dated for three years, and then you got, you know, you had this commitment, right? You committed to one another saying, okay, we're going to really do this thing. Mm-hmm. What was, so before we just jump to a marriage, what was the thing that said, that led you to say, I want to marry you? Mm. Mm, that's a good question. Let me listen. Uh, <laughs> that's for you too. Oh, man. But yeah, uh, what led me to say I want to marry you? Uh, kind of going back to what we was talking about earlier, just man, just seeing her spiritual growth. That's that's a rare thing to see in today's women, especially my age, and uh, just her just her overall love, her heart. You know what I mean? And the way that we connected, uh, not just spiritually, but just the way that we, we connected as friends. Yeah. So that I think that's probably the two biggest things: our spiritual growth, our spiritual connection together, mm-hmm. and also, um, you know, we just we just have a lot of fun together too. We we actually friends. You know, we love us and friends. That's that's what really us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Uh, for me, I would say, uh, so it was a season where we called ourselves trying to start dating or mm-hmm. talking. Um, and I got scared because we were friends. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I don't think I could do this. So I kind of ended it. And I was back and forth with him, not going to lie. I, we, we would talk slash date. Then I'm going to end it. Talk, I would end it. Talk, I would end it. Three times. Games. Yeah, I was going to be done. With say, look, why are you playing games now? This was three times. <laughs> but anyways, after the third time, um, his mother actually reached out to me. And she found me or whatever. So she found my number. She reached out to me. She was like, hey, I think he needs a friend. Yada, yada, yada. So I reached out to him. Um, I went up there that weekend. We hung out. And I remember telling him, I was like, well, I'm so sorry, DJ. I'm so sorry for playing with you, playing with your feelings. And he was like, it's okay. Like, just like that. It's okay. It's good. And in that moment, I knew I wanted to marry him because he showed me a characteristic, a, a characteristic of God, which was forgiveness. Mm. Like, he didn't hold none of that against me. Yeah. And that day that I went up there, he had an entire day planned out for us. We was in Gallenberg from 9 a.m. <laughs> to 9 p.m. Okay. And what kind of man is going to do that after a girl stopped talking to you three times? That play with your feelings three times. It was, it was two times. No, babe, it was three. <laughs> I remember. But yeah, it was like three. So I was like, yeah, this is a man I want to marry. A man that can forget, you know, my trespasses, yeah. you know, forget my, my wrongdoings and, and love me anyway and still cater to me and stuff yeah i want him that's good <laughs> that's good my boy had that thing in Gatlin, gatlinburg yeah i've been up there using the cabin so great i went no cabin we were just doing we were just doing random stuff it wasn't yeah it wasn't really even planned we were just having fun just having fun that's all right right there man that's all right so before before you guys got married you had a a season or a time when you were dating but separated right how 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 is dating and being separated how what's that like it can be hard too so you have a long distance relationship right how how is long distance relationship it can be hard too uh Mm -hmm. because like we all know communication in any relationship is important so when we're not together that make communication even harder so we're talking on the phone we texting she thinking i'm talking saying one thing i'm really meaning another thing Mm -hmm. so it just made everything more difficult it really do, but uh, we managed it um, by the grace of God. But my experience, it was hard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like he said, it was very difficult. Um, we tried to talk on the phone as much as we could, but, you know, obviously we, we work. We got other things to do. So um, phone time sometimes would be limited. I felt like we text more than we would talk on the phone. Mm-hmm. And then he uh, he's not really a texter. Well, texting drive me crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I, in the beginning of my rela- our relationship, I wanted to text from sunup to sundown. Sun <laughs> I'm like, about long we, paragraphs. Uh, well, I'm like, we're long distance. I want to talk to you. <laughs> and he's like, well, we can talk about this on the phone. I'm like, well, that's when we get off work. Like, I want to talk throughout the day. <laughs> but we were, we were still text throughout the day. But yeah. it was just like, you know, just just a little bit, but it was still good. Um, 
But yeah, I feel like that was also difficult. Um, also, not being able to hang out with them when you want to. Mm, you know, yeah, the yeah. fair might be in town. You want to go with your boo, but he two and a half hours away. Yeah. So you can't do that. Um, so all of that was very difficult. Um, like I said, there would be times where it would be a month and a half before we see each other. Mm-hmm. So but Most of the time, it would be like every other week, twice a month. Yeah. I don't know what's considered normal and alone this is yeah. a relationship, but we yeah. would see each other at least like twice L- a month. At least twice a month. But sometimes, depending on what was going on, it might be like a month and a half before we yeah. get to each other. So, And it was also difficult for my car. Mm. My too. car, honey, too much gas. <laughs> oh, Lord. And I, ended up, I think that's why Faith Bumblebee, that was her name, mm-hmm. my little red car, Faith Bumblebee. I think that's why she got messed up because, I mean, I was, I was hitting the highway so much. Yeah. She was trying to get done every chance she could. I, trying to see me. Well, <laughs> I mean, we dating. Okay. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, so and, and was this up to this? Was this phase leading up to until you got married? Mm-hmm. Okay. So what was what was there a plan already in place? Talk about talk a little bit about planning when you're talking about long distance relationships, being committed to one another, and hey, we're engaged, so you get engaged, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. What's the planning and the process like oh. for you guys going through that that time of your life? First off, before we uh, say that, I just want to hit on, like, in a low-innocence relationship, it takes a lot of trust, too. You got to be able to trust your partner. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, you can you got to be able to trust your partner. You can't be worrying about thinking about what they're doing and stuff, especially yeah. if we both uh, claim to be, you know, a woman of God or a man of God. We have to just, you know, trust that that person going to do yeah. what they supposed what to be doing. Trust the Lord is leading them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's a real good point. That's yeah. a real good point. Um, because if you believe God, and if, so if, let's, let me, let me lay it all out. <laughs> if they say that they are a follower, follower of yeah. Christ, right, and you believe God, then you trust God enough to lead them mm-hmm. so that you don't have to have insecurities to cause you to have all these doubts and you yeah. know go through old old stuff so yeah. that's a real good point yeah, yeah. That's good. but you said as far as navigating uh like long distance relationship while engaged mm, yeah um well i feel like it was kind of difficult uh very difficult then because we're trying to prepare for a marriage mm-hmm. you know we're trying to get us a place together we're, so we're trying to like look at houses being long distance. So I had to travel even more, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and it was me having to do all the traveling because, um, obviously we was moving to, I was moving up there. I mean, he was a great man though. He would give me gas, all that as he should, but yeah. you know, <laughs> um, so yeah, like all that was difficult. Uh, but also, I mean, I feel like in that season of being engaged, you really, really want to spend a lot of time mm-hmm. together to really, really talk about marriage. So we did all that over the phone, Mm -hmm. you know, but I think that stuff is really good to talk about in person, you know, talking about money, talking about tithing, you know, talking about all these other things. But we had to really be intentional Mm -hmm. with carving out time of our days to talk about all these things. And we did. We did. I think we did a great job. We also had a couple books that we used to do over the phone, over telephone phone. And, um, we would like read these things out and every Tuesday and Thursday. Yep, yeah. <laughs> we read we read them out. So I think we tried our best to navigate it, but it was it made it difficult though, because yeah. everything was over the phone. <laughs> everything was over the phone, a long distance relationship. Yeah. So um, when we come back and get ready to close out, I want to dive into the last uh, piece mm-hmm. before we end this episode with you guys. Okay. Hey, I just want to take this moment to let you know that you too can share your story on the Get Inspired podcast. There are two things that you can do. You can either go to the website, www.ghfgd.com, hit that Get Inspired tab, and you can fill out the form right there, or you can email us. Our email is contact at ghfgd.com. You can email us your story, your testimony, and we look forward to connecting with you. Or you can fill out the form on our website, and we look forward to getting back in touch with you so that you too can share your story right here on the Get Inspired Podcast. Peace and blessings. So as we enter into this last um, phase of this episode, I think it's important um, for us to kind of be able to help other young adults who are in the position that you're in. Mm -hmm. As you're talking about 
<clears throat> being able to navigate college young some of the things that you've had to go through but now uh you're newlyweds mm -hmm. congratulations thank you um what are some according to the things that you've had to experience what are some words that you can speak to young couples who are number one who are in college okay. and then number two who are looking to have relationships and eventually become married mm. Mm. well i think i want to start by being vulnerable about our little story um so when you're christians and you're dating um it would be very hard to remain abstinent until you're married um us personally you know you like i said right. us personally you know we've had slip-ups you know but we didn't stay there Mm -hmm. You know, we we didn't do it, and then we like, well, we did it once. Let's keep, keep going. going. Yeah, well. that's we so sent. good. That's so good, though. Because God knows that you have temptations. He knows that you have weak moments. Now, if you continue in that, you continue in sin, then you're deliberately. How you say the word? Deliberate. Deliberately. Just go with it. Doing it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're doing it intentionally. Yeah. But if you fall, you fail. You made a mistake. Um so my advice would be to do your best to just try have boundaries you know if you can't kiss you can't kiss yeah if you can only do pecs do pecs you know if um when you never whenever you guys hang out if you have to leave at a certain time you have to do that but you have to talk about what gets you yeah. you know you have to talk about like hey if you kiss my neck it's over yeah. You know, or if you kiss me on the lips, it's over. You have to talk. You have to be honest to talk about those things. Mm -hmm. And we have to talk about that. Like, mm -hmm. we couldn't sleep in the same bed together. Mm -hmm. Me personally, I can and not really, you know. But you don't set yourself up that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So she said <laughs> she can, but I say something different. Yeah, you don't want to <laughs> set yourself up that way. But I but I understand, though. Yeah. Because, because men, and like, especially if you already been friends you're going to be yeah. naturally attracted to yeah, each other chemistry. right so yeah. you, there's a bond so you don't want to again just set can't yourself make, up make yeah. Yeah. You, you have to have so many boundaries yeah you got to stay disciplined too yeah stay d disciplined great Pray. word boundaries and discipline are, are I, I think they go hand in hand because when you set boundaries you got to have the discipline mm -hmm. to stick to the boundaries that you set mm -hmm. yeah. yeah yeah and I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I was just going to really say, you know, just pray. Like, um, I know it sounds cliche, but um, God truly answers prayers and he gives you godly strength. Mm. You know, if you try to rely on your own, you'll fail every time. Mm, there, there will be times where we're in the moment, right? And I know I can call on God. I know I'm like, God, give me this strength, but I don't do it because my flesh is trying to take over. Mm -hmm. My flesh wants it. So I allow it to happen. But I would say push through that situation when the devil is trying to tempt you. Whenever you feel like, hey, I want to do this, yeah. pray. Right right when you're in a moment of kissing, pray. Yeah. It, se it seems weird, but pray. Yeah. yeah. I, think that, I think you're speaking to always just being in tune with God. Mm -hmm. And that's so important, you know, with any relationships, but especially for um, young adults or even uh, older adults who are dating and who are seeking to be, uh, married and pursue long-term relationship uh -huh. uh, like you guys are doing now so <clears throat> what is so you talked about those boundaries and things like that what for, for, i know it's only been a few months yeah. is it two two months almost right? two, two almost made, two yeah. months right so i still don't want to say um you ain't been married long enough yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you've been you've been dating for a while been together for a while this is your first time living together mm -hmm. what is what is some things you like okay now we live together is some things some different that you kind of learn like how do how do you communicate those things because when you live together it's different than just having a, a relationship with somebody for x amount of years and then once you start living together you're like I didn't know she sleep like that, <laughs> you know, yeah. or I, I didn't know he, he did certain things like that. So mm -hmm. if so, how, what are some things, um, that you kind of be able to communicate with each other and say, Hey, I seen you kind of do that. I didn't know, you know, mm -hmm. do you communicate with those things early on? 
Yeah. Yeah, you realize how different uh, that you are once you start living with somebody. So yeah. it's been things where we, we just different people. Like mm-hmm. we we alike in so many different ways, but at the same time we so different at the same time. Mm-hmm. So we just got to have an open communication. We just talk yeah. about things. You know, we don't get in our feelings. We just because we know like uh, communication that's gonna resolve the issue. Yeah. So we can't. You know what I'm saying? We can't be in our feelings or being mad or being scared to say something. Just mm-hmm. just speak up. You know. Mm-hmm. So you put in communicate. You put communication at the top priority of your marriage right Absolutely, now. Absolutely, yeah. That's a that's a great thing. That's a yeah, great it's, thing. And it's, it's so cliche. People hear all day. Here they go with communication, communication, but it's it's, it's so it's real, essential. so true. Yeah. 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 You don't realize it until you're actually in it. But that's the one of the most important aspects of it. you got to be able to communicate. Yeah, and you have to communicate to receive. You don't want to just communicate. And then you you let it go in one ear and out the other. Mm-hmm. So you have to sit down and listen. Like don't don't just be so quick to to speak that you're not listening to your partner. Mm. You know, and try not to be defensive. I used to be very defensive. He knows, but um, just sit there. Just sit there. And listen to what they have to say, and know that you know you guys just have two di- you guys are two different people so you might not agree with why they why why they telling you this yeah um you just got to respect it you know mm. and you also have to communicate it's one thing i'm working on now you got to communicate in a loving way yes i'm a mm-hmm. I'm, i can be a blunt person so yeah, i just kind of say say how i feel it but like she said you got to be gentle yeah you got to be you know what i'm saying you got to be cool you can't yeah. just say everything how you want to say it. yeah yeah that's that's so good that you guys are putting communication as a key and top priority in your marriage early on. Yeah. You know, some people don't do that first. Sometimes people come in with the old stuff, they get married and they still kind of battling those things. But I think being able to tackle the bigger things now, little stuff, mm-hmm. little stuff make bigger things, but communication is like both. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it can be little things and it can be big things. Yeah. And the little things can be, because there's different ways to communicate. Like you can communicate with body language. Yeah. You communicate with eyes. That's me. <laughs> you, you communicate. I mean, you communicate with all kinds of stuff and like, with silence. I mean, that's communication yeah. as well. So yeah. I think being able to verbally communicate, number one, is a great thing. But just putting those things as a forefront would definitely help um, any marriage or any relationship remain intact. And then you don't sever something. Um, that was supposed to be or yeah. that could have went long term because you just didn't know how to communicate. Yeah. So wanna, um, that's so good. I want to say one more thing if I can. Uh, like I said, it's cliche too, but put God first in your marriage. Put God first in your relationship. Yeah. Uh, when we were dating, we prayed every day. Every day on the phone. And if we couldn't be on the phone that day, we would text our prayers. Um, and even now while we're married, every day we pray. And I've seen God move and strengthening our relationship. I've seen him give me understanding for him. Um, I've seen him give him patience for me. So praying with each other, um, I feel like that is so essential because God is like, you know, they're putting me first. Yes. You know, and when you put him first, everything in your life, like, would just, it would just flow. Like, it would just go so much more smoother versus you trying to, do a marriage or relationship by yourself by your own fleshly self so Mm -hmm. that's so good put god first in your marriage put god first in your life put god first in everything that you do and you will see Mm -hmm. blessings manifest out of putting god first right thank you guys so much DJ and Destiny. Before you, uh, I'm gonna let DJ say something because I (laughs) he got he got some. Go ahead, go ahead. Something I want to share with not just couples, but just anybody. You know, Uh, I just want to say that you don't have to look a certain way to come to God. You don't have to have everything together. Uh, It don't matter what they say. It don't matter what you grew up in or going to a church. People looking at you a certain way for being a certain way. Yeah. Don't none of that matter. Just come to God as you are. God, Jesus, Jesus is not like people. That's right. That's, yeah. what, that's one thing that we have to like learn and understand. Jesus, he don't treat you the same way people do. So people may look at you a certain way or judge you or God is not that way. So don't think that you got to have yourself completely completely together. You know yeah. what I'm saying? If you come in, come in a church or if you approach God, you smelling like weed still. You got some alcohol stench <laughs> on your breath still. Yeah, come as you are. Come as you are. Come God, God, he came with people like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, yeah, that's, that's what Jesus is for. So utilize him. Yeah. You're not listening. That's good. 
You got anything else you want to share? No, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I want you to get it all out. Yeah. And I, but I, I, ultimately, though, it's good because I'm going to make sure that the people on the other side of this um, have things that they can take and start applying to their life. Yeah. And what you just said is profound, it's powerful, it's key. Uh, you talked about putting God first in your marriage and relationships. You talked about coming how you are. You talked about also meeting people where they are. So many great points and things that you've talked about that you've mentioned um, so far. So uh, I'm grateful that we were able to sit down and have this conversation and just kind of learn a little bit more about you and have some practical things from marriage, dating in college relationships don't be fighting fighting mm-hmm. all right yeah. take classes <laughs> take classes yeah. but don't be fighting fighting now, all right. right so um but again so good man to have you guys here this is destiny and dj if you want to follow them uh on their pages we're going to have all of their information in the um I was about to say the comment section, but it's going to be on every uh, place that you hear the podcast, whether you're listening on YouTube to our Spotify community, our Apple podcast community and the website. All the information is going to be there for you to be able to connect with them. If you have questions about dating um, while you're young, dating in college and things like that, this is something that they have experienced and went through and now they're newlywed. So we're going to congratulate them as well. All right. Uh, Thank you guys so much for tuning in to today's episode. We look forward to season four, full of relationships, marriages, couples, just being able to share uh, their backgrounds and their stories with us. Appreciate you guys. Grace and peace. Peace and blessings. We'll see you guys in the next one. Peace. Peace.